wishing you all a super warm welcome to Connecting with Purpose, where we connect with winners and thought leaders from multiple sectors to provide you with a 360-degree view on purpose. Thank you so much for spending your time with us. Our purpose to inspire you to unlock your potential and optimise your performance and impact. Right, hi there. Uh, welcome to Connecting with Purpose number three and um, very special guest today, someone I've known for a long, long time, privileged to know, and you will be finding out why through the course of this chat. Um, I'm joined by Matt Roberts, OBE DFC, who's speaking in a personal capacity today, um, although Matt has a distinguished career in both the Army Air Corps and the Royal Air Force, and we want to talk about um, some of Matt's exploits and leadership um, experiences in the context of purpose and how that's uh, sort of brought to bear in his role in the RAF. So welcome, Matt. Hi, Neil. How are you doing? Good to see you again. You too. <laughs> so I thought we'd have a chat and you were talking to me the other day about it being the Chinook's anniversary, 40th anniversary this year. So it seemed an opportune time to speak to highlight the role that your squadron, the squadron commander and, and, and the other Chinook um divisions have got in the rf tell us a bit about tell us a bit about the role of the chinook firstly just well, it's, for everyone it's um it's probably one of the most iconic aircraft that the the royal air force has it's um uh second only in terms of public recognition to the red arrows and they're a formation so that you know i, I consider us to be number one um but it's a, a a big heavy lift uh tandem rotor helicopter um you know really iconic um and i think it's the public have seen a lot of them over the years um both on and off the battlefield and um, on very synonymous with uh, Afghanistan obviously uh, and off the battlefield more recently in uh, some of the flooding operations that we've done up in the north of England uh, Whaley Bridge uh, placing those those 450 tons of aggregate on the uh, the face of the dam wall to stop it from collapsing whilst that amazing team of engineers pumped the water out so um so that's what we do uh, pretty pretty unusual for a, for a job but uh, but a great one <laughs> Marvellous. Well, uh, thanks for joining us on Purpose Fuse today on our Connected with Purpose podcast. We've had some really great um, conversations with people and today I know is not going to be any different. But rather than kind of chronologically go through your background, one of the things that we ask all of our guests to do is just um, pick their top three magic moments for us just to kind of set the scene. So these are defining moments for you. Um that have represented a 10 out of 10 for whatever reason. So can I ask you for your top three magic moments, what are they and what, if you had to give them a name, what would you give them? Um, I think, um, so the first one would be probably, I think I'd call it uh, self-validation, <laughs> I guess. And that was, that was taking a team out to Afghanistan in the summer of, uh, 2013, which was the first time I'd actually led a team on uh, on operation uh, operations in that degree of intensity. I think it's fair to say. Um, so for me, uh, that was a big test uh, of of myself and the way that I I kind of do things. I think. Um, so when we got back and and everyone came back okay and um, they were still speaking to me. I took that as a sort of, uh, and it was it was a difficult four months. I've got to be honest, um, but I saw I took that as as a, a bit of, you know what? Actually, broadly, you got this right, um, and that that my way of doing things um, actually worked. 
Um, and I, and I, I really enjoyed that for that reason. That was a really deep sense of personal satisfaction and a huge relief. Um, second one, slightly different take, um, but equally as satisfying was, was taking a, a larger team out to uh, Mali to start operations out there, supporting our French colleagues. And I knew the key to that had to be complete and total integration, uh, which is not easy because um, integrating with with allies is is, is 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 sometimes difficult. They do things differently, different culture, different way of doing things. And I've set a sort of a certain number of things in train to try and make that happen. But to see it happening out there uh, in whatever guise, whether it was whether it was um, something as complex as going on a joint joint mission together, or whether it was something as simple as people singing in the bar or, or having a having a drink together. Um, was really or doing um, language training together, helping each other understand each other's languages. That's when I, I kind of knew I'd got that right. And so standing back and watching that unfurl was hugely satisfying to me um, for a different reason. Um, and then thirdly, thirdly, I'll probably go for a really selfish one if I'm allowed to, um, which is. Um, if it's a magic moment, go for it. Well, it was. I, so I've spent quite a lot of time working in uh, working as a liaison officer in France, and then obviously Mali happened. And to show show our solidarity uh, with with the French, they invited us to participate on the uh, Bastille Day flypast on the fourteenth of uh, of July um, through the centre of Paris. So, for me as a as a as a pilot, um, but also someone who's been working into that aim with the aim of, of of supporting our colleagues and working together more collaboratively, to be able to be part of a twenty six ship helicopter. Um, fleet flying through uh, the Champs Elysees, uh, uh, you know, at that height, dropping in over La Défense, looking around you, and all you can see is helicopters going all the way forward to the Louvre, and being part of that because you've been invited uh, was just magical. And for me, it was just a, a crowning glory of the last three and a half, four years of work. So yeah, absolutely tremendous moment. Um, ten out of ten magic moment then. So what it, would you call that? Was, what would you, give it a name? Give it a name for us. I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, a culmination. I think that's probably the only one I can I can think of. The great thing about um, a Chinook is you can put quite a few people on it. So it was a great opportunity to say thank you to some of our engineers uh, and support supporting uh, teams uh, to go on the back and actually sit there and be flown through the middle of Paris. So it's a bit of a, a bit of a thank you as well. So yeah, culmination and a thank you. Great. Thanks for that. So talking about the team. Because you lead a you lead a, a large and diverse team, um, what you know what have you used to kind of forge that organisation and foster a kind of culture across the different aspects of that team, um, and how have you you know how have you made them as high performing as they are? Um, I think for me it's um, it, it's really important when you have uh, a diverse team. Um, diverse in profession as well as outlook so i'll give you an example we, we've got a, we've got a, um, a relatively large squadron um around about 200 people and most of them are engineers um a larger a large proportion of them are air crew and then we've got other support staff as well so they do very very different jobs but it's all collectively with exactly the same aim and purpose um and that's to get chinooks flying for the customer um, who happens to be um, generally the army. So in order to do that, um, we have to have 
uh, a common sense of purpose, which I try and instill in, in the team uh, at every opportunity. Um, part of that, actually, is just making them feel empowered uh, and trusted. And I know that sounds like a really basic uh, point, but that's, that's a huge point. I will we'll probably come back to that uh, several times over the next sort of 30 minutes. But I think the other thing that's really struck me, uh, looking back now, um, as my time here comes to a, an end, is the level to which you make the weather as a boss um, or as a figurehead. Um, and, and that's certainly a, a tool I try, try and remember all the time is that you make the weather. And there's a really interesting quote, and I've, I've written it down because I wasn't going to be able to remember it and I wasn't going to be able to summarise it pithily enough. But it's actually from a teacher, but you can draw a lot of parallel examples into, into what we do. And he said, um, I've come to a frightening conclusion that I am the decisive element in the classroom. It's my personal approach that creates the climate. It's my daily mood that makes the weather. As a teacher, I possess a tremendous power to make someone's life miserable or joyous. I can be a tool of torture or an instrument of inspiration. I can humiliate or heal. I think that's really interesting. And, and obviously it's written in quite grandiose language and it, it's sort of there's, there's quite a few um, extreme words in there, but, it, but it's really true. And mm -hmm. if you try and instill that into an organization that actually um, you, you remember that as a leader, um, then you can have quite a transformative effect when you come to giving that sense of trust and empowerment to people. Mm. So in terms of your leadership overall, how does purpose show up in it? Well, I think, so going back to what I sort of said earlier, um, uh, uh, the, the central purpose is to get Chinooks in the air. And I think there's a the sort of um, the means, the ends and the ways that we employ to get there all come down to that central point, which is people. Um, I think a key, a key aspect of that is communication. Um, so um, if, if everyone understands the big picture and, and our little part in it, then everyone's aligned. Um, reiterating that purpose to people through that communication is absolutely vital. I've got a little thing I go through on a Monday and Tuesday whereby I'll, I'll pass a message once, I'll then through the through the chain of command, I'll then pass it again to them personally, and I'll then reiterate reiterate it all on a Tuesday morning, and that enables me to get that sort of sense of purpose out um, to the squadron on a on a daily basis. Um, um, a week, uh, you know, daily basis, but but regularly through the week. Um, and there's a secondary point to that because it gets my message and intent across, but it also allows me to communicate directly uh, with everyone on a regular basis. Um, but um, I, I think you know we are entirely focused on that um, output. But as I said, the, the ways of getting there, of enabling the purpose to be realised, is actually through people. They are they are fundamentally our sense of gravity at the center of gravity i think people talk a lot about our people and our people are fundamental our people are uh, but but actually translating that into effect is quite a tricky a tricky art because mm. um you know um keeping that number of people broadly happy content and productive uh, can be challenging especially when the demands placed on them are are quite significant um i i i employ the concept of of in, in order to do that effectively saying, look, you don't work for me. I know I command you, I, I am you know, the overall the, the boss of the organization, but actually I work for you to enable you to do your job. And then collectively we produce output for our purpose, which is the provision of Chinooks safely for the customer.
So that's, yeah. that's pretty much how we we bring it in um, to a day to day life here at um, here here on the base. Mm. So bringing that sense of empowerment and communication that you've spoken about there, and the overall purpose of you making sure everyone knows their role in 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 the provision of the Chinook um, force for the customer. How does that carry through to active operations? Well, it, it's it's really it's that's really that's a really interesting question because um, actually it's much easier um, because. Right. There are challenges with being deployed. Obviously, there's the, there's the, the, the you know uh, the fact that there are, there are generally bad folk there who who don't want you to be there, and that presents a risk, and that's you know can be adverse weather and, and all the rest of it. But um, actually, your poke your your purpose, your sense of focus, and your sense of purpose becomes quite narrowed down because it's quite obvious what you are there to do and why you are there to do it, and there are no distractions. And that's really interesting. So um, the downside to that is, of course, that you are far from friends and family. And, and that is just a sacrifice that every service person makes. But the, the upside is that you are 100% focused on the task in hand, uh, which is rapidly um, uh, more relevant to you uh, the minute you set foot off the, uh, off the aircraft in theatre. Yeah, and you said, you know, it, along with the focus, you know why you are there why are you there what impact are you going to actually have to have on 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 the situation i guess one thing that i really would like to hear about is you were awarded the distinguished flying cross um if you can can you tell us a little bit about how that purpose sort of showed up and and carried through on that particular mission yeah sure um i mean i think um, there is, there is, uh, for us collectively, there's a really neat way of looking at purpose, which is the mission. Um, and there is no greater sense of purpose than having a mission on which people to whom you are direct, directly responsible may come to harm. And, and that might be people in your team. Um, it might be people you've never met, but you know, they're out there, you know, on the same side as us doing a job for for Queen and Country, and they've got a family back home. Um, so I think uh, it's a unique set of circumstances, but it is absolutely where a sense of utter drive and focus really kicks in. Um, you know, and on that particular day, um, you uh, you would fly in weather conditions that you would never consider uh, flying in uh, normally. Uh, and you would take risks with uh, going into a, a difficult situation with the enemy that uh, ordinarily um, with a much lower uh, reward, if you like, might not be a sensible decision. But in that situation and on that day, um, there was uh, the biggest reward imaginable, which was get someone evacuated. So the incredible medics uh, down the back of the aircraft and in the hospital could, uh, back home could save their life. And Every minute we delayed was a minute that that, that young man wasn't getting uh, medical treatment. So, you know, when you when you work so closely as part of a crew, and my crew were, were absolutely amazing, um, you know, and I, I've said this before, uh, I've said this before on, on, on many an interview, but, you know, I, I was the one who got the, uh, got the award, but I, I can promise you now 
that um, every single one of them deserved it because I, you know, all I did was was uh, was was I happened to be the aircraft captain who signed for the aircraft, but um, the you know the people down the back, uh, my co-pilot, they all played, uh, and obviously I won't go into it in, in huge detail, but they all played a part in mission success um, completely, and it was because we had that utter sense of focus um, uh, throughout the whole thing, the golden thread that linked everybody's actions together to operate at the very top of their game was, as I said earlier, the most noble purpose you can have. Mm. So being being Joe Public, that gives me uh, <laughs> no, goosebumps thinking about how you, you know, the decisions that you had to make and the outcome that you had to get and the, and the drive and the absolute focus to doing it. Um, what gives you the confidence to make those really tough decisions you know you said you fly in conditions that you'd never consider flying in you'd go out and make decisions about things that you know you wouldn't normally have to make decisions about so what gives you what gives you the confidence to go out and say right we're doing that and 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 achieving what you want to achieve i think um again a relatively easy answer is um uh, training, because our training is absolutely first class. Uh, it's renowned for being first class, and it is. And so when you get the call to do something that is um, abnormal and pushing you to the limits, you'll find that you have got that 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 bit in the tank because the training is superb. Um, then um, uh, there's a sense of togetherness that is absolutely incredible. And just as you know, whether you're whether you're new to an organization or whether you're at the top of it you will always rely at some point on other people and the closer and stronger that bond is the easier it is for you to carry it through and i think uh that sense of comradeship is is um is is so important um it, it's funny I've, I've just been i'm not a massive um history buff but uh, there's an incredible book written about 18 squadron about my squadron uh, called sorties and soirees and it was written by a pilot uh, in the second world war and he said a quote that has absolutely resonated with me ever since which is you know it, it effectively says that the sense of you can't ever beat the sense of comradeship that is achieved through the pursuit of noble aims through adversity and what that brings to you and if you can imagine having that kind of experience over a, a period of time and what that does to a team in terms of bringing it together. Mm. So having that consistent sense of purpose over over months, if not years, um, is an incredibly powerful thing where you can harness it properly. Um, and so that's, I think, how, how we deal with it. It's by relying on each other through a bond that's been established over years. And then finally, I'd say, well, what's the alternative? What is the alternative? What else can you do? Yeah. When, when there is when there is a situation like that, what else are you going to do? Um, you know, sometimes you, you have to push yourself outside of your comfort zone uh, because the reward is so incredibly great. And I would also add as well that you know, for us, and I think this is it's not unique, but it's quite special that this this organisation is over a hundred years old. There are people who've carried out such incredible acts of valor um uh, in that time and you know we just have to look back to our my own squadron in, in the second world war uh, you know the boss then hugh malcolm was awarded the victoria cross uh, being shot down in flames to provide support to the troops because his sense of purpose 
was to support them. Uh, and you've got that um, you've got that sense of history and on, on your shoulders. You belong to a squadron with a proud heritage and those symbols and that heritage are really important to us. Mm. You mentioned a couple of things, actually, which I think are really going to resonate with people. One is you're in adverse situations when you have to make decisions mm. and they are abnormal. Mm. You know, but you you adapt and 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 everything that you've just spoken about is that sense of purpose that is driving you through to take those decisions and make those make those calls and 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 come out with successful outcomes yeah absolutely and uh you know it's uh it's um it's great when you there is nothing like the feeling of having um, a crew and a team that is operating at the absolute top of its game Mm-hmm. Um, it's the it's one of the it's one of the best the best feelings in the world. And I think as a as a, a boss or a manager in that situation, sometimes you sometimes I say to myself if I'm if I'm not feeling 100% confident or on top of it, I say to myself, what do these people need from me now? What are they expecting to see to knit them together? Um, you know, are they feeling ner- nervous? Are they feeling anxious? Are they feeling uh, concerned? And if they are, how do they want me to come across? Now, I'm not saying they want, they want me to bluff it and put on a big smile when everything's not okay, but they need someone who's going to stand up there, be counted, and tell them that under no uncertain terms, I have got your back, and we've got this together. Um, and that's really important. So I think we're always remembering what the team need from you during that difficult time. It mm. is also really, really important to, to galvanise you because it's a lonely place sometimes. There is no doubt about it. But the minute you start feeling down in the dumps and the minute you start to start playing back some of those concerns, then that's that's when problems occur. Mm. Let, me, let, me, let, me, let me ask you something from what I'm hearing. Strength of character probably plays a strong role in it and actually doing it yourself. Yeah, no, that that is, and that is that is really important. And I think, you know, there have there have been there have been times when I've deliberately gone on uh, missions and trips that that I've chosen to for a, to to prove a point and to you know to 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 show that that actually this is the right thing to do. This is this is what we're doing, and, and this is the right thing to do. Um, uh, yeah, and and that is important. But strength of character is a really interesting one because it's not. It's not all about how how big your character is or how much you can impose it. It's actually having those that that emotional intelligence to sometimes say to people um, that you've got it wrong, uh, that you've learned from what you've got wrong, and that you're sorry to them for not getting it 100% right. But actually, you'll go forward um, a, a better, more rounded individual because of it. I think that takes a larger strength of character than always standing up hand on hip, square jaw, saying, this is the way it is, fellas, uh, guys and girls, you know. Um, and, and actually, I think that, that, that bringing that sense of, bringing that sense of, of hu- humanity, if you like, forward so people can see your weaknesses, they, they can, uh, you know, they can, they can see that you're actually just completely normal like them, um, is a really important aspect of this, because I think, if you trust people with showing them that, that side of you, they will trust you far more as a leader, far more. It, it makes people feel closer to you. That's, mm. that's something I've, I've seen, I think. Mm. 
Okay, I've got one more question. Okay, well, it's a three. It's a three part. It's a bit cheeky. It's not one question. It's split into three parts. It's another one for you to um, just give us your opinion about, I suppose, from your experience and your your own your own sort of thinking. Um, it's about that go forward bit that you mentioned, actually, um, and it's about the purpose fuse formula, which we which we put together. It's another one of the questions that we ask everybody. So our our purpose fuse formula for purpose is passion plus application plus impact right so the passion is what you believe in care about and enjoy and then secondly is the application which is what you were good at and how you bring it to bear and third is what impact you want to have on me as in you we as in those that you care about colleagues and the world that's as large as you want to go <laughs> okay I, will. I'm, I'm, I can promise you I'm not going to change the world but, um, <laughs> but there was some, somebody's world yeah maybe maybe but uh, I think um, passion uh, is is um, people um, their development and their security when I say security I mean their uh, sense of well-being uh, to know that they're, they're in capability terms and, 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 and a sense that they're being looked after um, we've got you back you know that sort of sense and seeing then the uh, resultant uh, impact on the organization through that sense of trust and empowerment so people um, application I think is is imbuing a sense of trust at every level in the organization uh, combined with um, a, an overriding sense of one cohesive team working for one noble aim whether that's through adversity or not um, effectively both um, aircrew and enablers serving those people who require um, our um, aircraft um, and impact impact um, it's an interesting one isn't it I think on a personal sense it's that it's that self-confidence self-respect which which contributes to a a general uh, personal familial sense of well-being um, and I guess um, an energy uh, which you carry with you to to make the weather on whatever organization you go into uh, and try and improve it for the team because if you get that center of gravity right then the goal will be achieved does that make sense i probably rambled a bit there that wasn't very succinct was it um, <laughs> fabulous i'll put you on the spot though to be fair it's all right i'll uh, i'll give it some more thought uh, i'll get back I'll to you. you i'll ask you again i'll ask you again. <laughs> Maybe we'll do a mini podcast with your last answer again or something. Yeah. Listen, thanks for your time today, Matt. Um, pleasure and an honour. And I know how humble you've been in some of these answers. And um, we all value what you do and the impact that you do have on the world. And, um, yeah, thanks for taking uh, the time out to speak to me and speak to Purpose Fuse. It's good to catch up with you. And I'll um, we'll catch up with you soon. Yeah? No worries, Neil. Good to talk to you. Take care. Cheers. Bye-bye. And learn more about the power of purpose at purposefused.com. <laughs>